Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? Do not adjust your television set or your computer screen or your iPhone. If I look awful, it's just because I am George Santos. <laughs> oh, man. I want to feel bad for him, but I can't because he's just such a goddamn douchebag. <laughs> but if I look awful to you, oh, well, if I look awfuler to you, it's because I am battling one hell of a head cold, and uh, not a fan. Uh, zero stars. Would not recommend to a friend. Uh, yeah, not my not my jam at all, man. I do not feel well. I probably I I feel like I don't sound well, but a lot of times, like you know, the way you hear your own voice is the way you hear your own voice. But I want you to know that I am here, and uh, I'm queer, and. Uh, uh, but it's cool that you can say that. <laughs> I did have a conversation uh, with a friend of mine not too long ago. We were actually talking about the word queer. And it's like, it's very hard for me to use that in a non-derogatory way because that was one of the bad words when I was growing up. And, you know, uh, you just weren't allowed to say that. Uh, and now it's like the preferred uh, preferred way to refer to somebody that's that's queer. Uh, or identifies as such, or I'm not entirely sure the nomenclature, and I probably shouldn't step into it with a head cold, so I'm just going to start shutting up now and not talking about it, because that's probably the smarter move. <clears throat> but if, uh, if things don't go smoothly today, I mean, if things don't go as not smoothly as they normally go, well, this is what's going on. It's actually all up in here, it's like in the sinuses and stuff, which... I'm grateful for it, so it's not like in my chest or anything, which is also a pain in the ass. I hate coughing. I know that sounds stupid, like, but you gotta admit, there's gotta be at least one person out there going, like, what? I love coughing. You know, like, because everyone's got something, right? Like, you know, squint, squint, squint. Like, uh, and just maybe some people, maybe some people just like coughing. I'm sure there's a fetish out there. Like, there's at least one dude in the middle of America. It's like, I just love when people cough, man. And it just gets creepier the more they say it. I'm going to stop doing that, too. <laughs> I got to say, uh, politically speaking, if you're following anything that's going on in Washington, like, it is just... It's so funny because it's not... Like, there's not a lot of news. <laughs> like, there's constant stuff, but, like not like, not a lot of new news and stuff like that. Like... You know, uh, Biden still keeps finding documents and stuff like that. I'm just waiting for somebody to come out and be like, dude, that's the way it always is. Because it was funny, too, because, like, even when Trump had those documents, like, my, my initial reaction was like, yeah, man, he just doesn't care. Like, he doesn't, like, this is not a political thing, and I'll get to that in a second. But, like, doesn't Trump strike you as the kind of person that absolutely would not return his library books? Right? Like, that's what I thought of now, for some context, my dad, uh, while, while he was alive, one of the most irresponsible people I have ever met in my entire life, I remember vividly one summer uh, being out, visiting him in Denver, and the Denver Metro Public Library, like, like a city public library system, offered up an amnesty on overdue library books. I don't know. I mean, this is obviously before the digital age and stuff like that, but they offered up an amnesty on overdue library books where they're just like, we want the books back, man. Just bring them back. And my dad loaded like 30, 40 something books into his car and drove them to the nearest, uh, you know, branch of the Denver Metro Public Library and returned all those books because, you know why? He wasn't returning those books like when they were due because... Due dates just don't mean stuff to people. Like, there's people like me that'll literally stay up at night, like, worrying about when something is due and just decided that I'd rather just buy the goddamn book than risk having to be late with a library book. I mean, you could be more reasonable about it in my older years. 
as my kids have had late uh, books, I always look at it as like it's a way to fund the library, you know? It's like I tried to do that with like getting speeding tickets because the, well, the, or par- driving tickets, not moving violations or whatever. When I was get a ticket while I was driving, I wasn't speeding. Because the last time I got a ticket, actually, it's really funny, I got pulled over by a state trooper. Uh, on the Sun State Parkway, I was doing my vocal warm-ups, and for whatever reason, my Bluetooth just would not connect. So I was sitting there, um, playing it out of the speakers of my phone, like this very phone right here, and I was playing it, uh, my vocal warm-ups, and I was singing along with it, and I got pulled over for it. And I was so not on my phone, I was literally just listening to the la-la-la-la-la-la, and just doing that along, and even when the officer pulled me over... He's like, you know, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, I really have no idea. Like, and he was like, you're on your phone. I was like, I really wasn't. And then I, you know, he said, what I saw you holding it. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I was just doing these things. He's like, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, so like, I can hold a calculator, but like, I just can't hold this device that's like playing this music for me. He's like, no. And I'm like, oh, that seems really dumb. You know, and I kind of knew that anyway, but I had never gotten a movie violation ticket for phone usage before but i actually told him like i dude i'm going on i'm on my way to go to a show i was on my way to go to revolution i was hella sick and i was there to go do a cancer benefit little did i know it was going to be the last rebel nine show at revolution actually the last show at revolution ever as a matter of fact but i was going there and i was telling him like dude you can hear how sick i am i'm, like, I'm a singer i'm doing all these like he's like don't worry he's like i'm not going to give you a phone ticket i'm going to give you and i forget what it was but it was like it's like the same thing as if I was holding like a GPS. And I'm like, what? <sighs> anyway. So I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. So I got the ticket and uh, it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, this sucks. So I'm just going to pay it. But it was like a $100 administrative fee. It ended up costing me like $225. And I was all set to go like fight this thing. But like, you know, it's just like, man, t- <sighs> this is like, this is like one thing I hate about like, you know, like the way they do, they, they kind of like back end like fees. Like whenever you get like a fee on something, like you know, all the libertarians are right. Like fees are all just like backdoor taxes, and I understand that. Like you know, got to keep things, you know, make money so things can you know pay for themselves. Because I honestly don't think we would pay for a police force if we knew exactly how much it costs, right? Like I know, I know right now the NYPD is having a big problem because they don't pay as much as some other cities because they just don't. You know, like uh, they were. I was reading an article where the dude from Arvada, Colorado, one of the, the superintendents from Arvada, Colorado, was poaching New York City police officers because they're hella good trained, right? Because the NYPD Police Academy is one of the best in the world. And they're now offering basically double their salary to go to Arvada, Colorado, which is, like, you know, really nice. And the cost of living is, like, a third that it is in New York City. But, like, the reality is, like, we still need police in New York City because it's New York City. And there's 8 million people here. And, and 8 million people here. And not all of them are just going to do good because of their own responsibility or all sense of moral uh, fortitude. But, like, I think that we would not have police... If everybody knew just how much they cost, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and I know for a fact we wouldn't have libraries if people knew how much they cost. But like places like South Huntington, like the library is like our town hall. Like we have Whitman and we have the and we have the library. So that's kind of we got there. So I don't usually mind throwing money at it, but uh, there was a reason I was talking about that. I have no idea what it was, but my, yeah, my dad didn't bring back his library book. Should be no surprise to anybody. I'm also not feeling well. Uh, George Santos is a fraud, a liar, apparently now a cross-dresser and a thief. Like, the latest reporting is that he stole money from a GoFundMe for a veteran's sick dog. And at this point, like, I don't even know. Like, But the fact that it could be true just speaks volumes to the kind of person he is. And I just want to remind everybody in my listening audience that I cannot think of a more perfect gift for Nassau County Republicans than a complete fake liar and a fraud and now a thief that they have sent to represent them because that's what you people deserve. Nassau County Republicans, this is what you deserve. So I hope you're enjoying it because nobody wants to work with this guy. Although Kevin McCarthy did seat him on an, uh, on an assignment. Like he's, he's, he's on something and it's just bananas. Speaking of seating people on assignments, then, uh, Lauren Boebert who is arguably the dumbest person in Congress currently, possibly the dumbest person to ever serve in Congress. I actually thought it was funny because she just got assigned to the Oversight Committee, despite not even voting for 
Kevin McCarthy as speaker, and that was part of the backdoor uh, deals that they were making, like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and stuff like that. Uh, and even our beloved Marjorie Tyler Greene, that clown from Georgia, she got re-put on her assignment, even though she got taken off of all commissions, uh, all committee assignments, because she's basically a traitor and was very pro-January 6th. Uh, the insurrection, so she got stripped of her committee assignments under Nancy Pelosi. But Kevin McCarthy is like, cool, you want to overthrow the government? Here's your chair right here, because that's what Republicans in Congress do. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lauren Boebert, she's now sitting on the Oversight Committee, and I just want to remind everybody that Lauren Boebert is a welfare child, which means she took took money from the government because she was dirt poor, and I guess her mom, her mama just couldn't pull herself up by her bootstraps because she's that kind of trash. Now, those are not my words. Those are hers. Uh, not about her mom, but everybody else that needs a little bit of help. So keep that in mind. Oh, also, uh, Ms. Bobert also couldn't finish high school because she got herself gone knocked up and had to drop out of high school to have a baby uh, where she got, yep, you guessed it, more welfare. And this spitfire of intelligence didn't even bother to get her GED until a few months before she was elected into Congress. That's right, Colorado, you elected somebody that couldn't even get their GED until she took a, what, like a four-week course? <laughs> That's who you're representing. And Now, I don't mind the people that are just stupid or not educated or had other life experiences could, you know, I don't mind that they're elected to Congress. Honestly, if somebody dropped out of school because they just couldn't do it and had to do other stuff and had whole life, you know, life history and experiences and they get elected to Congress, I'm actually fine with that. But I want everybody to realize that when you send your representative to Congress from your little district, it's your representative. That is the person that speaks to you. That is the face of your little slice. So that little part of uh, Dillweed, Colorado, like that's what people think of you because you chose that as your representative, right? Welfare, welfare mom, high school dropout, apparently a little easy in the bedroom because she couldn't even finish high school. Uh, and, oh... Clearly not responsible enough to not get knocked up while doing so. And then didn't even bother to get around to, like, getting her GED before she got elected. Also, the restaurant she was a part owner in, Shooters. I have no problem that the whole policy of the place is, like, they encourage people to open carry in their restaurant. What I do have a problem with is that they actually had a whole bout of food poisoning and got 80 people sick. But that's okay, because she's now on the oversight committee in the U.S. House of Representatives. So when I make fun of people like Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Tyler, Taylor Green, or whatever her clamp is, or my beloved George Santos, like I want you to realize I'm doing it because I'm making fun of the people that put them there. Because that's who you chose to represent you. That's what a representative is. And if you can't figure that out, then you shouldn't be voting. I've spent a lot of time over the past couple of weeks reflecting on the Electoral College, which I spent a lot of my adult life thinking was a bad idea. Like, I like the idea of true democracy and one man, one vote, or, you know, eventually one woman, one vote, too. But, like, you know, hey, <laughs> I can't, totally can't. Yeah, let's not forget what the Constitution says. Like, you know, white landowning males can vote. I got like three check boxes right there, so I guess I get to vote. <laughs> no, we've made some changes. And that's um, but uh, yeah, so the Electoral College, like, and I was just thinking, like, the reason they put that in is because basically the unwashed masses were too stupid to vote responsibly. That was not an that was not an accident. The electoral college is not an accident. Like where it's not like some leftover thing that they like just left in there accidentally. Like they put that in. Like they knew about democracy. Like Greece had already existed. Like I know a lot of you are probably not very good at, at history, but like the the Greek Empire, like you know Athens and all that stuff. Like that came before America. Like I know a lot of Americans don't know that because they don't study their history. Um. By the way, there was just something really good that just happened in Texas. Uh, Texas just removed a whole bunch of stuff from their, from their state history curriculum. Like, they just removed it. Like, <laughs> that didn't happen. Like, no, it did happen. You're just not saying it. But anyway, I digress. So, like, uh, Electoral College, like, they knew, <laughs> they knew, like, it could be one person, one vote. But they decided that the electoral, the electoral college, the electorates, would actually cast those votes because those are the ones that were smart enough to actually vote responsibly. 
And I thought that that was awful. Like when I was growing up, I was like, that's that doesn't make any sense. Why do they get to do this? Like, why well, about just one, you know, the popular vote, right? Like that's why, you know, Hillary Clinton lost the election because the Electoral College. The Electoral College does a lot of bad things, you know, including giving smaller states that don't matter power. Now, also keep in mind, like what I was just bitching about, like Bobert and stuff, like she represents way less people than anybody in New York, right? Like even Santos represents more people than her, which is just like bananas. But, um, and she's got an equal voice. But, like, that's the way the Senate works, too. Like, the, you know, there's two senators from Wyoming. There's two senators from Vermont. I think there's only one congressman from Vermont because there's so few people. But, like, anyway. So the Electoral College is basically because people are too stupid or were too stupid to actually vote responsibly. And I've got to tell you, man, it's making a little bit of a comeback in my head. What do I know? I really am just hella sick. Like, I am so tired. I'm probably not making a lot of sense. I'm definitely rambling. So that's uh, that's kind of too bad. I feel like I had more to talk about, but I really... I can't, for the life of me, think about what it is. But, you know. Anyway, so I do have some... Uh, where is my piece of paper? Did I not get my piece of paper? Is this my piece of paper? Uh, oh, yeah. Here's some, here's some light housekeeping. Uh, so, yeah, brand new Top 20 is out. Um, it's the one where I dedicate 2023 to all the stupid ideas. Um, not that 2023 is any more special than 2022 or all the other years before that. But I think there's going to be a lot of stupid ideas coming. You'll see in the government, we just hit the debt ceiling. So we will be dancing around whether or not we're going to default on our national debt. People have been calling that the sky is falling for years. Honestly, I don't know. It seems bad because the full faith and credit of the United States government seems like a pretty big deal. Uh, I also know that we're going to stop paying, like, you know, park departments and federal services and stuff like that. And that's really bad. It's really bad for poor people and rich white people tend to care about poor people. I don't know if you picked up on that particular meter yet, but, like, that's kind of a thing that happens often. But it's just going to be kind of more and more interesting to see. Like, the stock markets probably could crash from something like this. I just don't know. I don't know how well insulated they are because rich people don't like when they lose money, so they might be able to keep things kind of maintained, but I really have no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be really interesting because there's definitely going to be a fight. I mean, don't forget, these are the same group of people that couldn't pick a leader and honestly still didn't. Like the ones like Gates and Boebert, like they just voted present in that, which means that they lowered the absolute count of people. So you needed the majority of, you know, of people that were voting. Uh, which present gives you kind of a back end, like, oh, I'm not going to vote for you, So, uh, but I'm not going to vote at all. It's kind of like an abstention, but you can look that up on your own time. But, yeah, that's what I talk about. Uh, we talk about, like, some federal laws, about how they're being optional. By the way, the nurses strike is over in New York City. Thank God for that. Yeah, let me give you applause for those and blah, blah, blah. Also, I've done absolutely nothing with the beard except throw it in. I, I'm going to shave these parts because these parts are annoying. They're starting to build up, and I go, bum, 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 and I pull them out like that, which I don't want to do. Um, I've got some new music. I will tell you that uh, Spotify was just throwing up nothing but garbage this week, so I really didn't get a whole lot. I listened to some stuff. I'm thinking about doing some other, you know, kind of like intensive retrospectives about some other bands. I really haven't made up my mind yet. Uh, by the way, Rebel Land's going to have another show on March 3rd. I'll have some information about that. It's going to be out east. We're going to be at 89 North. So mark your calendars for that. I think it's a Friday, March 3rd. Uh, I'll know more information when I know more information. I'm also still trying to book, uh, and not trying, getting around to booking a couple more shows uh, at Beery's and the Village Pub. Uh, and then I'm going to be passing those dates around to our local sandbox people to build up some good fun shows to kind of anchor 2023. So uh, even though 2023 is going to be all about stupid ideas, I'm hoping to get at least four to five good shows in there. And then we'll just kind of take things uh, from there. If, you'll, uh, if you're down with that, that's cool. It's basically the best I can offer. Um, currently, I am going to end the top 20 and get some chicken soup because I feel like I could just die if I don't stop talking. So uh, I appreciate you listening to me ramble about whatever it was I was talking about because honestly, I don't even remember at this point. And I'll just interject as we go, but uh, why don't we just get to some music that uh, always seems to be better than anything I have to say. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, I will tell you what Spotify managed to get right in my uh, release radar or Discover Weekly. One of those this week were names of bands. Uh, I tried desperately to like a song from a band called Alabama Thunder Pussy just because I'd like to just say that more. 
but I didn't like the song. So I'm sorry about that. However, I did find a Norse band, which I assume is from Norway, or either Norway or Norseland. Uh, but I think one of those is a real place. So I'm going to go for Valhalla. I suppose. Uh, and the band is is it's spelled S P I D R G A W D, which in my pronunciation would be Spider God. But I guess if you're like from the valley, you'd be like, oh, Spider God, <laughs> which made me laugh. But the song was better than uh, the one from the Alabama Thunder Pussy. But um, I don't want to cast any dispersions. So here's Spider God. I mean, oh my, oh my, Spider God. <laughs> yeah, I'm cracking myself up on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Still hanging on for life here on my side of the microphone. <laughs> Doing my absolute best to not pass out until about 2.02, because uh, that seems like a responsible thing to do. Just going to keep playing some more music. I will say, I've really been digging the band Skidred. It's, it's always so funny when you come across a band and you're like, oh man, I like this band. And like everyone's like, yeah man, they've been awesome for years. And you're like, oh cool. I'm going to go back in my house and stick my head uh, in a bottle of uh, or in a thing of sand because I don't know why. I just I totally ran out of steam on that thought. That exactly is how this day is going. So enjoy some music. Don't enjoy the commentary. Either way, it's fine. Hard Rock Lunch Box. My buddy Matt would have been 49 years old today, I think. Man, that's old. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that that's true. But uh, according to his mom, I feel I feel like she ought to know. Uh, I don't know actually what Matt's favorite Rebel Nine song was. I I feel like I should know that, and I feel like maybe at one point I did know that. <laughs> but I know he liked this one, so this one's for you, buddy. Excuse me. 
As you may or may not know, from time to time, I really do stumble back into like some classics of my musical past. Not my personal, but just the songs that I've experienced. It's part of the whole thing, right? I've always said that like older music is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. The problem with it is that when you just don't let it like kind of exist. Sorry, I dropped my pencil. <laughs> uh, the problem is when you just don't let it like kind of exist in the space that it belongs. Like I take a lot of issue with uh, old-time cover bands and, and old-time tribute bands because it that comes with a lot of the baggage of, like, they haven't written good music since back in my day. Like, no, that's not true. Like, people are writing good music right now. People are writing good music every day. It's just you like it better because it was a time that you were happy in your life. I don't actually have that problem. I mean, yeah, sure, there are definitely times throughout the course of my life where I'm happier than others, but it's never really been tied to music, right? Like, I love the music that was going on when I was in high school and when I was in college and then after college and all the music since then, right? Like I found good stuff in every era. And basically what we try and do here in this show is I'm playing you stuff that I'm currently listening to. And that's going to be a lot of current stuff. But every now and then I love deep diving back into old stuff and old bands. And one of the bands that I really just don't do all that much is a band called Led Zeppelin, which you honestly, I can say with a straight face, you may or may not have even heard of at this point. <laughs> and like, as much as it shocks me to even consider that that's a possibility, I know that it's true. I'd be willing to bet that my own kids don't know the band. I mean, the older, the boys, I'm sure do, but Charlotte probably not so much. Charlotte's not a big uh, deep dive music kind of kid. She likes what she likes for sure, uh, and she just needs to be kind of, you know. You need, you need to supply her some music, and then she kind of goes on her own thing, which. I love about her. I think it's great. So she always, I'm always surprised at what music she knows and what music she doesn't, what music she likes and what music she doesn't. But the reason I don't really deep dive Zeppelin all that much is because when I tell you that there is probably no other band on earth that I've listened to more, I don't think I'm exaggerating. In fact, I don't think I'm exaggerating, but like quite a lot. Like of the bands that were like my own, like I had my parents' influences and I had my grandparents' influences and I had my friends' influences and stuff. Uh, Zeppelin basically had come and gone by the time I was ready to kind of embrace things on my own and discover my own music. But once I did, I devoured everything that Led Zeppelin Zeppelin had to offer. And I realized not too long ago, uh, like within the past week, that I just, I don't really play anything because I played it all. There is no Led Zeppelin song that I haven't played a thousand times or more. Doesn't mean it's not good music. And it doesn't mean it's not worth playing every now and then on the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Man, much to say about that song, but as we do on the box, the best way to deal with very old music is to deal with some brand new music. Ah, my buddy AJ, when he isn't running bands like Farther From Resolution, Farther From Revolution, Jesus, Farther From Resolution, sorry, I'm really, I really have a hard time. Uh, uh, I feel like, uh, was a porky pig FFR when he's not running FFR and something heavy every now and again he throws out a little bit of something that's just his own he does it under the name VMP and I am super super psyched to have brand new debut music from him right goddamn now song is called Hindsight band is called VMP on the box.
Punch Box. Well, I am so in the mood for something a little bit more upbeat, so uh, this is what's happening next on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, by a show of hands, how many people uh, know and have seen the movie Dazed and Confused? I'm putting up my hand. Dazed and Confused, totally great coming-of-age type of movie. Same kind of vibe as, like, uh, Empire Records, which is arguably one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. (laughs) But the uh, claim to fame for Dazed and Confused, uh, despite having, like, so many, (laughs) like, future great actors in it, uh, including, like, even, like, Ben Affleck and Matthew McConaughey and stuff like that, um... And I'm drawing a blank on the lead chick's name. But um, it's claim to fame at the time. It's the fact that roughly half of the budget to make the movie was spent on royalties to have arguably the absolute greatest soundtrack in the history of the universe at that time. And the only reason I bring it up is because it makes the movie worth watching all the time. I mean, now it's really old, like the music's old and stuff like that. And it was also old then, like it was kind of an homage to like an earlier time and stuff like that. So now it's like really old. But the point I'm trying to get to, if there is such a thing, uh, is I think over the weekend, maybe it was Friday, I honestly don't remember, um, my daughter Charlotte talked us into watching the movie Trolls, which I had never seen. I'm a huge fan of like. Like you, t- you give me any Pixar movie from the classic era, like you know, Finding Nemo and you know, Toy Story and all. Like every every single one of them is just basically a huge hit, as far as I'm concerned. And then I think what happened, and it probably peaked with uh, you know all the Disney stuff by the time they got to uh, Frozen, is that the stories became like I think Frozen Frozen was the last great balance, right, of great story and great music. Because what Disney started doing is it really started ramping up its songwriting. Because, like, what better commercial is there for a movie than a great song? Like, if anybody that knows anything about, like, the movie Titanic, aside from being, like, at the time, the greatest movie or the biggest movie ever released, it had that Celine Dion song. Like, there's, there's, you know, my heart will go on and the song will go on. Because the song is still, like, at every wedding, you know, funeral and everything. It's a great, it's a great song. Like, arguably rivals the greatness of that movie. And pairing those two things together create an exact, like, unbelievable, unstoppable super couple. So, what you get by the time you get to Frozen is you get a good movie with a good story, great animation. I mean, like, you just, right, like, you just can't beat that level of animation. And then you have this unbelievable juggernaut of a song, uh, you know, in Let It Go, which honestly. On, like, I can still listen to that song and like it'll literally bring a tear to one of my eyes. It is that good of a song. It is sung with such conviction and such passion. It's such a good story and it just pairs wonderfully with this really uh, great movie. So I feel like that was like the pinnacle where all the Disney animation kind of just figured out what it was they were going to do and Pixar and all that. And ever since then you've got all these movies that have really paired those things. Right, like the movies that I am referring to, like Finding Nemo and, and Toy Story and you know, Monsters Inc. and you know um, Bugs Life and all those. Like they really didn't have the so much the music component. So it was really like I feel like as you lessened the story, you added the music. So, which brings me to Trolls, <laughs> which honestly. As an adult, I could tell in the first 30 seconds exactly the entire story arc because it's very formulaic because it's also pitching to a very specific audience, right? Like 7 to 15-year-old girls. Like that's the audience that stuff like that is being pitched to. And I'm not saying that they aren't smart enough to understand stuff more complicated because of course they are. In fact, I was watching something not too long ago that basically said girls are so much goddamn smarter than boys that boys should actually start a year later before going to school (laughs) because their brains haven't developed enough. And I couldn't poke any holes in that at all. But, so we get to trolls. So I totally can tell where the story's going. Um, But there's just this one point where... (laughs) 
I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers, but Justin Timberlake plays like one of the main characters, and like, there's a point where he starts singing, and it's just like the realization of like what a great goddamn singer Justin Timberlake is. Like, sometimes you forget that, or sometimes I forget that. Like, what a really, what a really talented young man he is in terms of vocally, um, in terms of his vocal performance, and like just I don't know, three or four notes in, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I forgot just how <laughs> talented he is. But by the same token, as the story is good and a very conventional arc and, like, kind of knowable and all that other stuff, now you're paired with this really incredible talent, right, that's singing. And one of the songs he sings in the movie, in my opinion, is possibly one of the most beautiful songs ever written. And I don't want to... Like, I don't... Justin Timberlake doesn't need me to promote him. <laughs> like, at all. And honestly, uh, Cindy Lauper doesn't need me to promote her at all either. But the simple fact that True Colors is as pretty of a song as it is, is what makes that moment so great. And in my opinion, is the only thing I walked away from that movie with. And so I took a, all of three or four seconds, because I was going to grab the original recording of True Colors, but I found an acoustic version that she did years later. And I think, I think it's even better. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Man, I could not give this cold that I have, like, completely a lower, like, is there a negative one star, man? Because it's so funny, because it's like, it's bothering me, but it's like not bothering me enough to just knock me out completely. It's just like hovering at, like, low suck and it's just like man just like make up your mind and i'm afraid to even say or think that because it could be like cool how about some triple COVID? like and i don't want that either so i'm just trying to figure out what it is that i'm doing here and since nobody really knows i'm just gonna keep playing more music because why not hard rock lunch box you know, there's probably a million reasons I play songs on this show. I mean, honestly, there's probably about like 103, if you want to be specific about it. But I would have to argue that one of my favorite reasons for playing any song on this show is because I can't for the life of me remember what this song sounds like. And I just strolled upon one of those songs, and I'm like, I know this song, and I'm pretty sure that I liked it, but for the life of me, cannot remember what it sounds like. So we are going to, in this new segment, what I like to call Find Out Together. Yeah! <laughs> I am so off my game. But, regardless, the band is called Hover. The song is called I'm Homesick. I'm 90% sure I like this song. If it really sucks, I'll just pull it, because who really cares? But I think, I think we're going to like it. Hard Rock Lunch Box.
Yeah, a little bit from Warren. Kind of on a brief hiatus, I guess those guys are over in Jersey. I haven't talked to them in a while. Hope they're doing well. Uh, that sound this week means only two things. One, it's time for your weekly craving of the week with Craven Strange. It also seems to be signaling what I would like to consider the end of my voice. <laughs> it's still there, but it is getting scratchy as F. And I am very definitely starting to run out of speaking power, which I know some of you are like, yeah, that's about time. And the rest of you are probably like, yeah, that's probably pretty good anyway. But I do like when I get the squack. The squacks. The squeaks and cracks, otherwise known as squacks in the business. I know when I was just uh, recently recording uh, for the new material that we're doing, I hit one of those, like, almost pitch perfect, by the way. And both me and Kajana were like, ooh, <laughs> let's hold on. Let's hold on to that one, shall we? <laughs> and yes, that segue is actually on point, if not accidental, because of course. Great Dave Caggiano had a big hand in producing this week's weekly Craving the Week with Craving Strange. Came out super, super duper recently. I hope you dug it as much as I do. And if you didn't get a chance to hear it, you should probably get yourself a new rock to live under. Uh, and then, you know, I'll just take care of you right now. Waiting in line for the right time It never seems to come Watching the lights, looking for landslides Buried under waiting for some Someone to break these walls, negate these falls Can you just save my life? Give it a try and me what you say Waiting for signs is a lifetime of getting up the courage to jump. Closing your eyes, dropping a lifeline. I hope someone is pulling me up. Someone who breaks these falls and makes me strong.
Lunch Box. Well, man, this time it really isn't you. It is definitely me. I have got to get going. I feel god awful. So I'm going to go rest up, maybe take some Dayquil. Not that that actually does anything. But I might uh, just indulge in some chicken soup, some hot tea, and maybe I'll even just lay down for a little bit and see if I can drain some of this cold out of my head. I promise to do all I can to return in full force by next Thursday, uh, at which point we will just do this all again. So I will see you at noon then. In the meantime, i got to give you something to dance your way out and reward you for just putting up with all of my nonsense for today. And I can't think of anything better than this. Hard Rock Lunch Box.